Hello, this is Cody with Paranormality Magazine. I'm here with Jade and Mandy from Ghost Club Paranormal. Hi. Hello. Thank you for uh, joining me this evening. Well, thanks for having us, first off. I appreciate the, the invite. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you must not have a lot to do on a Friday night if you're spending it talking with <laughs> That's me. what happens when you get older. Actually, we are in my office right now, but we have like a ton of equipment already charging. We have an investigation tomorrow. So that's how we spend our weekends. So Fridays is just like prep days. <laughs> I understand. It's like I uh, saw somebody had on Amazon. It was a like charging block, but it had like you could plug like 32 different devices into it. You could plug. Macbooks, like, like, yeah <laughs> wait that's talking <laughs> mandy's language <laughs> and like i have so i got one of those rolling toolboxes and it's got a power strip so i have like all my equipment up there with a power strip and it's just yeah nice oh i'm the person that brings like just not even a charging cable i'll bring like two worst. batteries <laughs> I, I have a suitcase full of power strips and duct tape and batteries and she's got like nothing yeah <laughs> i know mandy literally comes with like like duffel bags full of equipment and i remember the first time we actually investigated together i just picked up my backpack and threw it on and she was like Where, where's the rest of your equipment and i was like this is it <laughs> like, hold on i got two suitcases in the bag yeah <laughs> mandy doesn't travel light now does she no <laughs> no but it's been super super helpful for sure having mandy on the team because i mean i don't i feel like i don't even pull equipment out anymore because you were just like on it like grabbing <laughs> your equipment red pod got it i'm like this is nice <laughs> so uh how did you two meet because i know for the longest time you were j jade it was just you on and then you would have some people on every once in a while. And now Mandy is a regular. Yeah. So did you want to tell that story? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, we Well, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was our first meeting. Yeah. yeah. So the first time we met each other was at um, PEX, which was a, like a paranormal um, like con, basically. And it was up in Virginia City. And it was just like a weekend of investigations yeah. and basically the public could come and do like different investigations and stuff like that. And we were, I can't remember like the very first memory of you, but I definitely remember we were investigating in the chapel and me and Mandy were sitting next to each other in a room full of guys. And uh, we both heard a voice right next to us and we like barely even knew each other and we both just jump up and like grabbed onto each other we're like what was and then we were like instantly <laughs> bonded after that trauma bonded yeah. it was the loudest hey i think i've ever heard in my life yeah just disembodied voice yeah and we were next the, to us yeah we were the only ones on one side then everyone else was on the other side and then everyone was like shush 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 like calm down calm down and we're like no that was no. crazy <laughs> I I don't think I've ever heard a disembodied voice heard, like like I've I've gone back and reviewed evidence and heard heard a, a voice that wasn't there but um yeah I, I I don't know how I would react yeah it's pretty surreal when yeah. you hear it with your own ears 
But I mean, like Mandy, I think you're a little bit more used to hearing disembodied voices um, because even when she comes over to my house, she's she'll be like, "What?" and I'm like, "I didn't say anything." <laughs> It gets very spooky when Mandy comes over to your house. <laughs> Note to self: Don't invite Mandy over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you don't want don't want to know what's happening in your house, don't let me come over. <laughs> uh, funny story. So I bought one of those S boxes. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I was playing with it one day, and my seven year old son came up and uh, just started asking it questions. He's like, "Hey," and you could hear real quick, hey, come. And then before I even got a chance to say anything, he's like, do you want to be my friend? And he got a yes response. And I'm like, uh, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> Not here. Mm. That's a no, no. So no, that, that's scary, actually. Like, oh, no. I don't even know what I would do. He's just like inviting like random spirits to yeah, come be come his friend. In. That's dangerous. It's definitely dangerous. No. Mandy, do you have just spirits just follow you or all the time? Yeah, all the time. Um, my apartment has become a spiritual hub for um, everybody. <laughs> uh, spirits that I've met during investigations will kind of just linger home with me. Um, I get a lot of hitchhiker spirits, which is essentially just spirits that randomly show up. So I've had quite a few that have followed me throughout the years. Um, I can't even say unfortunately because I'm just so used to it now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like you'll pick up on spirits like as we're on our way to an investigation and even up to like a couple days before the investigation, um, things will start to get weird. And then I think we're at the point now where we're just starting to figure out like when these weird things are happening with Mandy and then every now and then like something will happen with me but on those few days leading up to an investigation that it's actually like to do with the investigation coming up yeah yeah it's been it's been like that's new for me but it's been <laughs> really really bizarre and you just released a video a couple of days ago now when people see this interview it's going to be in January. So uh, it was a couple months ago, but um, you went to the clown motel. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Did you have any bizarre things? I mean, obviously that place is bizarre in itself, but did you have anything bizarre happen before you went there? Mm, oh my gosh. This is such a difficult question. Cause I feel like bizarre things are happening all the time. Yeah. What happened before the clown motel? Remember when we were driving out there, all that stuff was happening on the road? Yes. The whole drive up, we were having just the most insane things happening to us. It felt like we were in a fever dream the entire way, like in the desert going up. There was like this one we saw like a police car. And then I don't know if this has anything to do with our actual investigation, but it was just weird. We saw seven police cars in a row pulling. Like it was just like, we were like, oh, look, a cop car. Oh, oh, a cop car. Oh, and then, like, we, like, look, and it's just a whole row of cop cars. But then there was somebody, like, like a little further down, like, laying on the road. Like, it was bizarre. We just had a lot of weird experiences. And I noticed that now with the investigation coming up mm. tomorrow, yeah. we've had some really bizarre experiences again the last two days. And yeah. so it's just, like, it keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, but going out to Tonopah in itself is kind of, 
bizarre. Yeah. It's such an eerie town and strange uh, things are <laughs> happening every day. I feel like I feel like there's I never a day in Tonopah. Have I you never go. been before? I have never been. So like all of my paranormal investigations have been in the Midwest, obviously yeah. since I'm in Indiana. Uh, but that I mean the clown motel and the the gold field where you you guys have gone uh definitely are on my list of i want to go yeah um just i mean the clown motel i mean it's creepy in itself and yeah i mean i'm not a big fan of clowns so <laughs> yeah i don't know if you want to go to the clown motel I, I feel like it's a it's an interesting place to investigate for sure yeah but i mean what I feel like a lot of people go there thinking that they're going to get in contact with like very dark, scary spirits. But honestly, like in our experience there, there was one questionable spirit, but we never like truly got to the bottom of that. Maybe that could be another for another time, you know, but yeah, yeah for the most part, like we um, at the end, we had the most insane experience. Like it, it was insane, like with yeah. Bob, the previous owner um who lives in one of the clowns now apparently <laughs> and we didn't know who bob was uh he came through the recorder and then the 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 current owner stepped in he just overheard us saying bob bob who's bob and he was like oh bob he was the the previous owner yeah he's here oh yeah he's in one of the statues and we're like what it was bizarre but then the second bob came up it was just lights were turning on and and just yeah equipment was going off like crazy and it was bob and he was there and he was just having a good time because he loved that place and that was that was interesting that was really fun it looks like it looks like it's a fun place to investigate just because the creep factor with all the clowns like mm. a lot of people have a fear of clowns so when you're you're doing an investigation and then clowns um I, I wouldn't say that i'm fearful of clowns i'm just not a big fan of them especially that many yeah i'm not either <laughs> yeah i freaking love clowns. you know so. it's weird though because i feel like the lobby has has like what over 700 clowns Probably. in the lobby I feel like the more than seven they, they hold a world record for the most clowns in one room if i'm not mistaken but i honestly that wasn't even the scary part the paintings on the walls in the rooms like these faces and the clown faces on the walls you're like trying to sleep and you're staring at the wall and there's just a clown face staring back at you it's like terrifying yeah. it was it was the most chaotic investigation from right off the bat for sure. Like the second we got there, we were investigating with Barrier Beyond. They were in the room next to us and their, um, the shower just turned on or the bath technically like turned on by itself. And it was just like constant water like coming out and it was like filling up the bathtub and I'm like, get somebody here. Like it's going to overflow. And it was just crazy. And the, and then the people that also work um, at the Klein Motel, they're all, they're all, everybody that we talked to were like, oh, that's this spirit, or oh, you know, that's this one, yeah. like, just talk to them, and we're like, that's, that's wild, that's one of the most, yeah, it's just wild, it's just wild. And that, and when you go to an investigation, and the regulars are, like, employees or tour guides, when they validate what you're getting, 
that that makes it so much more fun and, and you feel vindicated like oh i'm not crazy that this just happened yeah yeah and that happens more often times than not as well which is great when we're at the goldfield hotel yeah the goldfield hotel yeah the hotel uh she's not the owner but she's kind of the liaison caretaker um but she was able to validate a lot of experiences that we had um with her own experiences so that was super helpful yeah mandy heard like dragon uh, above this was at, more at the end of the night and we had brought the caretaker back in because we were going to take her upstairs and just for just the last part of the investigation because she'd been like choked up there and things and uh when we were about to go upstairs mandy was off by herself and she heard dragon noises like come from above her and that's when you know, we, she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So we kind of like ran and we we're like, what's going on? She said, I just heard like something like dragging across the floor and instantly like the caretaker was like, nope, like I'm done. I'm done here. And I'm like trying to get it out of her. And I'm like, what happened? Like, clearly this is like striking something in you. And she was like, nope, I, I won't talk about it. I don't even talk about it in Goldfield. And we were like, oh, like, what? okay. <laughs> and it took her two weeks um to finally reach out because i thought we were never going to hear that story and a couple of weeks later she did reach out and she said yeah the the last people that were here heard what sounded like bodies being dragged like across the floor and uh that all hell broke loose and that's pretty much like their warning sign that whatever that dark entity is that lives in the basement is basically out roaming in the hotel so it's very very dangerous and the dragon sound is actually like a like a warning from the other spirits to let us know, like, now's your time to get out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really... was insane. Yeah, I uh taking Goldfield off my list. Um <laughs> so, uh when you were at the Goldfield Mandy, like, were you being bombarded by spirit? Yeah, that usually happens almost any location, but definitely the gold field. Yeah. Um, I was having, I had been there previously a few years back and had some really crazy experiences. And so uh, kind of going back to what we talked about, how leading up to a few days prior to each investigation, things start happening. I was having that um, very like personal things with the Goldfield Hotel calling to me before we even left for that trip. Um, so I was really excited to get in there. And um, yeah, it's like walking into a room full of people and all the people are like, ah, let me talk to you, you know? <laughs> uh, so it, it can be a lot. You got to sort through so many different energies and you're like, okay, who are you? Who are you? Uh, that's great. <laughs> so when did you uh, realize that you were a medium or psychic? When did... When did you, what was your first experience with that? Um, when I was a little kid, uh, it started, I mean, this has been going on since I was really young. Um, I had two near-death experiences when I was younger, um, pretty close together. And after that, I remember being able to hear things. Uh, I would hear people talking and nobody would be there. And it was very terrifying as a little kid. Um, and then that slowly evolved into hearing things um, and hearing people talking to actually seeing uh, people, seeing physical people, um, specifically the man that would stand in 
the corner of my bedroom when I was a little kid. Um, <laughs> so, and I know a lot of people have that same experience too, but yeah, the man who would stand there um, and talk to me in the middle of the night. Uh, and it slowly just started evolving as time went on over the years. However, it really wasn't until I got older um, into like my early 20s that I actually was like, oh, wait, I can use this and I can do things with this, you know, because um, there weren't really a lot of, I mean, there were well-known psychic mediums, but it wasn't as popular as it is now. And so it wasn't honestly until probably about six or seven years ago that I really started taking classes and trying to like further and develop my abilities. Yeah, you brought up a, th um, a good point. It This used to be very taboo, the paranormal community. And it's now, I feel, I said this in an interview um, actually a couple of days ago, like now I think we're in the golden age of the paranormal because it's so mainstream. It's so like part of culture now here mm -hmm. in the United States, at least. Um, so it's not... I mean, obviously, people still like, oh, you, you're you, you're a paranormal investigator. You're you're kind of weird, but I mean, whatever. But back then, they would think you were, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they would think you're crazy. So, I mean, we're we're making progress. And then on top of that, the technology that we have to investigate, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was something that. I don't really talk about a lot, but when I was younger, I would, um, cause I'm also a trance medium. So I can let spirit into me and physically use me as a channel. And that would happen to me as a kid. And it was like, how do I explain to my parents? Hey, I think a spirit's taking over me without being institutionalized or, you know, uh, needing medication or something, you know? Uh, so and I'm, and I know that there's a lot of people in the medium community who have a lot of the same stories where it's just, that was something that wasn't accepted and we couldn't talk about. And so I'm so glad that we're moving in a direction where this is so mainstream and, um, and just so widely, it's becoming widely accepted, which is great. Uh, I don't, I don't know when it never became accepted because it was a big thing like back in like the 60s you know and that's when like the Ouija boards were kind of like newer I mean like look at like Dan Aykroyd like yeah. he was brought up in a very like um his families would have like seances all the time and then that was the whole idea behind Ghostbusters you know so it's just like and then it just and went it, quiet yeah, yeah. It went quiet and then we had like 80s 90s where it was like no yeah no <laughs> yeah so something happens i guess the pendulum just swung and now we're back into paranormal and i hope it sticks this time <laughs> i really because i mean imagine if it didn't fizzle down like we could be so much further along in the research of it all so yeah. and that's the thing a lot of people don't take the paranormal seriously that are in the community um there are people that are that will fake evidence are are quick to scream demon mm -hmm. zach bagans um anyway uh <laughs> did i say that out loud i am sorry it, but here's the thing it's it's paranormal science it's a science and we're trying to answer the questions you know what happens when we die you know 
and when people don't take it seriously, then the people that are outside of the community don't take it seriously. Yeah. So I think some, a lot of times we're the punching bag for the actions of a few. I mean, like the Warrens were problematic. Mm -hmm. They were extremely problematic. They, they wouldn't let skeptics, you know, review their evidence. Um, they faked a lot of stuff. So I, it's nice to see, cause, cause I, I watched, you know, I'm a fan. I was a fan and that I reached out. Um, it's nice to watch you guys go in and know that how you're reacting is legit and it's just raw emotion and it's not hyped up for a camera. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point. We were just talking about this earlier reactions. And I know there are some people don't really like the reactions that, you know, those honest reactions, because yeah, we do get really excited sometimes. And, you know, I, I talk to spirit all day, but if I hear a physical, if I hear a voice, a physical voice, or if I see something, mm. I'm going to be excited. And you know, so we have those natural reactions where we may like, you know, yelp or scream or uh, just, you know, the Pikachu face, wide eyed, you know, look. And it's because we're genuinely just like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, this yeah. defies the laws of physics like this. It's happening, you know? Yeah. It would be much easier for us to go into a location, film for three hours, set a bunch of stuff up and fake a bunch of stuff and put that out. It probably, those clubs would probably be more popular, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but what we do is when we go to a location, I mean, uh, Climb Motel was like, we filmed for 14 hours, 12 to 14 hours or something like that. Time. It was a long time to film. And then we had to squeeze it into a one hour episode. And of course we did debunk certain things. And you know, if there was a noise that, yes, that's not it. But when you're getting that moment where you get that intelligent response, like not just one, but multiple intelligent responses, and you know that a spirit has entered and is willing to communicate with you, that's when we get excited. And I think that that is what comes through. And I think that that's how you you know that we're genuine about it. And you can tell by the sweat on our face and the <laughs> mascara down our face <laughs> that we went in there and we've worked hard to get that evidence. And you do. And, and I, you know, I watched the Goldfield. I watched the Clown Motel. And it, you, it was just, you could tell you guys are genuine. Like, and you get excited, like, when I get intelligent responses, I get scared. So, like, I, I told this story to Jade, and I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell Mandy. So, my first time ever paranormal investigation, I went with Ghost Hunts USA to the Indiana State Sanatorium, and we were doing a um, session in the nursing home portion of the building, and they put me in the nurses' station, and complete dark no one around and there's a linen closet the door opens up and like this white misty nurse figure just comes out and just walks right past me i screamed like a little girl my wife was down the hall she was laughing my so 
And then um, they moved me out into the hall, the intersection of these four hallways. And that nurse figure came out of the nurse's station, came up to me, put its hand on my shoulder, and then disappeared. Oh, and I six, oh, my six God. other people witnessed that happening. So it's not just oh, like. Talk about validation. That was last July. I went back in April. I'm do we're doing a dual esta session with the um, in front of the nurses station and I'm filming and I pull out my digital camera and I start taking pictures and the one girl Brittany yells pictures just out of nowhere and I'm like are you kidding me and then while this is going on the one guy that was with us had no idea about that previous interaction that i had he's like cody i don't want to freak you out but i just saw this like white figure move behind you in the nurse's station i was like sitting in front of it where the window is so yeah um yeah it was kind of crazy yeah you yeah. were chosen on that investigation for sure yeah didn't you say something like maybe not maybe i'm I mis i'm remembering the story wrong but was there not like there was that she touched you and then like you felt better or something like that? Yeah. So, uh, my shoulder, my, my it. left, my left shoulder was, um, uh, a little sore cause I was an EMT at the time. So I was, you know, picking up patients and stuff the next day. It was, it was completely fine. It didn't hurt anymore. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like a healing spirit wow. just came out. That was, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's so when special. You're... That's a once in a lifetime. <laughs> For yeah, sure. yeah. So I'm going back here in a month from today, actually. Uh, oh so I'm jealous. How exciting! I, you know, I told Jade, like, come out here. We'll absolutely investigate. You know, I want to go there. Yeah, we talked about it as well. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about like Waverly Hills Sanatorium, um, possibly doing like that. And uh, I don't know, we've been kind of like playing with the idea with like public investigations as well. Yeah. See if anybody wants to come investigate with us. I don't know. We've not really done it before other than pecs. And that was like a while back. So who knows? I don't know. We need to get the, we need to get our thinking caps on. <laughs> so Mandy, you were actually taught by a famous psychic. You had you took classes. Yeah. Oh, yes, a couple. Right. No, yeah, no. I'm I'm so open about it. I sold <laughs> the beans to um a while back. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, um Cindy Kaza, uh she's been my mentor for gosh over a year and a half now. Um, so I've been mentoring with her and um, a couple other people, uh, Lisa Williams and Tony Stockwell, April Nicole, all the big names and um, stuff like that. But Cindy's been, Cindy ch just like changed my life <laughs> working with her. Uh, it was incredible. Do you feel that you're a better um, psychic now that you've, uh, you know, had Cindy as a mentor? Oh yeah. Um, I specifically wanted Cindy as my mentor because she's one of the few people that does psychic mediumship 
and paranormal investigations. Like she does both. And there's not a lot of people who do that or um, who do it enough to know what they're talking about. And so I really wanted to learn from her. And she taught me so much um, really about how to balance the two um, on how to be able to still maintain that connection with spirit while also focusing on your equipment and your camera. And so that was, it was so incredibly helpful um, to have her, uh, to work with her as long as I did. Sometimes I get jealous of, of psychics. Like I, I would say I'm sensitive, but I'm, I, I'm not like in tune to, to spirits like a psychic is but you guys can just go into a, a haunted location and you, you, you got to leg up on people like Jade and I, which is, and, and I, there's so much equipment that you can use in the paranormal world, but sometimes I feel that the best piece of equipment is your own body. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. And I always tell, like, I recommend people just to, even if they're not, even if they don't want to claim that they're a psychic medium or they're not full blown into it, to still take classes, like classes with Cindy or other people, just because it's all, it, whether you're full blown into it or not, it still teaches you how to use your body. So that way you can go into a location and be like, oh, I feel something here. That way you can open yourself up more so you can be more receptive to what's going on in the building and with the spirits. Um, you know, I know you've definitely have opened yourself up more. Oh, for sure. A lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I very first started this, like the YouTube channel, uh, I didn't really like start, you know, saying what I felt for like about a year or something like that. And then I noticed that I should, and then something would happen. I'd be like, I wish I would have said that because it makes sense now. So now, like, if I feel something, I say it. And then same with, obviously, Mandy, that's that's what she's been taught to do is say what she feels as well. But it's so important to, like, say it out loud because I noticed once I started doing that, activity really started to ramp up. And it got to the point, like, I felt confident that I can go into an investigation and just switch it on like that. And having Mandy on board, who has also mastered that, is just like, I mean, one like one of our recent investigations. Like we told the woman at the location, like she's like, well, let's like hopefully they come out for you tonight, and we're like, we're not even worried about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we go in there. By the end of that investigation, she's like, that is the most insane thing I've ever seen. We've had investigators come in here before, and this has just been the most amazing, you know, the most amazing responses that we've ever received. So it's like, yes, I was like, I'm so glad that they showed up for us because I felt like kind of, I don't know, I guess a little big headed when I told her that, like, oh, that's fine, we'll get something. <laughs> but no, it's been, it's really, it's coming really easy for us, which is like, definitely don't take it for granted. Um, but yeah, I think we're very, very lucky in that sense to have yeah. the kind of dynamic that we do. And you've only got, you guys have only known each other for a couple of years, but like, it seems like you guys have been best friends from childhood. That's what it seems like, like seeing you interact 
you know, right now or, or in during your investigations, it's almost like, no, there's no way they've, they've had to have known each other for their, their whole lives, but that's not <laughs> the case. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, I think our thing yeah. is like one major thing is honesty and like we've talked about this before obviously we talked about it before but it's okay to disagree it's not a it's not a negative thing yeah and i think that we both just really really understand that and you know honesty is the biggest thing and obviously we have like a ton of fun (laughs) (laughs) but i think like the the actual foundation is on like that trust and honesty i think that that's safe to say yeah i think that we've being, you know, navigating this community, the paranormal community can be tricky. Um, and there's a lot of varying personalities and you're trying to make it work with people and find your way and mesh and it doesn't always go well. And so I think by the time that we met, we both were just in a position where, gosh, it would just be nice to just do this and have fun. And I think our, our biggest inspiration is Project Fear, mm. watching Project Fear, seeing how much fun that they have right? They just, they look like they're having the time of their lives in their videos and even outside of the paranormal world on their Instagrams and stuff. And that was something that we were just like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just investigate and have fun and like trust the person that you're like doing this with. And so having that foundation going into it, I think just really helped us out. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there's a past life connection in here somewhere. Probably is. (laughs) Or we're both probably aliens or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. You you bring up a good point. You got to have fun while investigating. Like I have I have I have investigated with several different groups and some are more fun than others. You know, I was I was with um Trips. It's the Three Rivers Investigative I probably said their name wrong. Anyway, uh they're a TAPS affiliated team. <laughs> right here for Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, and Teresa is going to probably kill me, um, but it's okay. Um, and we went to post town elementary in Middletown, Ohio. And she kept like jumping out and scaring me the whole night. Like I had to go downstairs to change oh, no. out a battery in my camera. And I came back up and I'm like, I, I think I can hear them. And all of a sudden she just jumps out and I just, I screamed. It was it was embarrassing, but <laughs> wow. that's the, I'm so sorry. And then, and no, it's 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 hilarious. <laughs> I got her back though, <laughs> I, in the doll room. It was it was perfect. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you gotta have fun. It gets yeah. like because when you go into at least for me, you you go into a place for you know ten hours, you're only really getting about two two hours at most of real like activity mm-hmm. and the rest of the time is just downtime like quiet and that's what a lot of people don't realize that they'll watch these shows and they think oh wow it, they must be getting you know all this activity all night but in reality you know at least for for me it, it's not the case you get one or two hours worth of activity and you're excited i like I have cat balls. I get excited when those things start lighting up. Like, <laughs> now, when they're in my basement in my house and there's nothing around and they start going out, that's a different story. But 
and that has happened. I had one sitting on my bookshelf behind me and um, I was like editing video and I, I don't know why it was on, but I just saw it start lighting up like in my peripheral and I look and it's just, I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. Maybe it turned itself on by like, maybe it turned itself on. I don't know. I had, I've, I've had a lot of weird things happen with cat balls. Like I had one go off for five minutes straight during an investigation Mm -hmm. and I chalked it up as a malfunction, but then I brought it home and I couldn't recreate it whatsoever. I like put them all in like a toolbox and I kept shaking it and would sit it down and they would all shut off after their time, pick it back up. And I did that for a good hour. And I could not get it to recreate the five minutes. So was it a malfunction or was it a spirit having fun? Yeah. Man, that's that's more than what I would do. Oh my God. I'm (laughs) going to start putting cat balls up in my apartment. (laughs) Oh, they would be going off constantly. Jay, what is your favorite piece of equipment to use? Oh, good question. I think Rampod... I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I'm so standard when it comes to this kind of stuff. I think a good old REM pod, especially if there's two, like it does help if there's two REM pods, double the fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if they're both going off and if they're both at like separate parts of the room, like that's what I live for anyway. Yeah. I like to see one REM pod backed up with another REM pod. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just like the yes or no answers. I, I feel like the 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 different patterns and beeps also kind of gives me uh i don't know i don't know if you feel this way or if any other investigator feels this way but it gives you a kind of idea of the spirit's personality if that makes sense yeah. like if it's kind of like like if it's really aggressive and won't stop and if you ask it to stop and it doesn't stop you kind of know what kind of spirit you're about to. She. <laughs> yeah yeah or if you sometimes if it's like a child and it's a little bit more delicate and just kind of you know test the water a little bit that's what i like about it i never thought about it that way yeah that was the really long answer for that. No, yeah, but that, that no, that's 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 a great answer, Mandy. What is your favorite piece of equipment to use? Um, okay, my obelisk. I love my obelisk. I've built a a special relationship with it. I like if I had to bring one piece with me everywhere, that's that's what I'm taking. <laughs> yeah, until it says your name. Until it says my name, <laughs> I'm like, okay, in the deepest, darkest depths of the basement gosh yeah that was yeah Yeah, that's like i've had i've had my s box say my name i was doing a solo in a closet at a former knights of pythias temple Mm -hmm. and i was doing an hour-long solo in there where they have caught pictures of a female apparition and uh it said my name three times and people Mm -hmm. are like oh that's just radio and i'm like I'm in the middle of Northern Indiana. How often are you going to hear the name Cody come across? Like if I was out in Cody, Wyoming, yeah, that'd be a different story, but I'm, you know, so, and then I was on a residential case and we were using the Phasm box and it said my name a ton, said my partner Doug's name and it said the homeowner's name and yes. Yeah, so that's, like when you get those writing, you know, it, yeah, it's nice. It's like they recognize you. No, it's uh, I mean, 
I feel like I would take that as a sign that they're going to try and communicate with you specifically that night. And that's kind of what you want, even though it's kind of scary. But it's when it starts saying your name, like, yes. Like, the only time I didn't like hearing my name, like, truthfully did not like it. I was at Zach Bagan's museum and I was in the room with Peggy the doll. And my name came through her spirit box clear as day. And I was like, oh my God. No, that. Make sure I say bye to Peggy. Make sure I cut the cord. Like, oh God. <laughs> That's weird because I went to visit there like a while back and we were in the room and that spirit box didn't say anything. Oh yeah. No, like one word. So clear. And everyone looked at me and I was like, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just in Vegas back in, I went to Los Angeles and Vegas back in May and I, almost i'm not a big zach bagans fan but i almost wanted to go museum's amazing whether you're a fan or not you have to go it's so incredible it actually it really is like when you yeah. go i mean if even if you're like you're a true crime fan and all that kind of stuff like just to actually see these objects in front of that was my favorite part anyway wasn't yeah. even the haunted objects it was like the true crime serial killer like it was just fascinating yeah. to be near that stuff I, okay, so next time I go to Vegas, I will, yeah. I will go. And if you can't do the flashlight tour at night, it's expensive, but it's worth it. Is it? Yeah. That's where you investigate? Yeah, you get 45, oh, you get an hour and a half to investigate uh, the building, and you it's like free reign, so you can go wherever you want, and you can like lock yourself in an exhibit and investigate. It's so cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well then, I I, I I might have to do that. I'll just put it on the wife's credit card. She won't. She won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a business like expense. Taxes, yeah. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, what? What would you guys say? I know we you brought up Waverly and stuff. Like, what would you say your guys is like dream location? to go investigate that you haven't been to yeah that's hard i have a couple but and we've never talked about this like investigations. okay so i've got two for one for the u.s and one for the uk and the u.s one is a thousand percent the playboy mansion i need to investigate the playboy mansion there's so many like proper paranormal stories from the girls who lived there yeah. the things that they would experience and it's never been investigated before i also think that it just holds a dark energy to it that i really yeah. just want to like figure that out um yeah so kind of interested i know that's not like a typical answer but it's a fun one <laughs> but we're not looking for typical answers we're looking for out of the ordinary very true and the second one is i'm just i just want to go back to scotland and investigate scotland i really want to do the edinburgh vaults which was like the underground Edinburgh, obviously what Edinburgh is like built on top of. And that's where when the plague happened, they just kind of shoved everybody, like families, murderers and all that in one like place and then just patched it all in and just left them all to die. And yeah, that's a pretty crazy story. I mean, it's a long story, but it's a pretty crazy story. And I've been there a bunch of times um, but never actually investigated oh, in there. Cool. Only a handful of people have investigated in there. Yeah, so that's fun. I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's do it. 
2025. <laughs> We're manifesting. Are you or uh, yeah, Mandy? Are you worried about that going there? Like because you're like you'll be bombarded. No, you know what? I love it though. I love it so much. Um, even <laughs> even the scenarios where like I get sick or something happens, I'm still like I love this so much. Mm. You know, because it's just. It, I'm just so grateful to be able to do what I do. Um, but I, you know, I like the, I like the heavier energy places. Um, I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I like it. Then yeah. you would love Indiana State Sanatorium. <laughs> I have been telling her I want to get back East so bad. And yeah. I want to do, like, I got a little taste. I went to Ashmore States um, in Illinois and, and that was just like, a whole new world for me because you know we don't have places like that out here and so i just i want to go back east so bad and do just some of these big locations so not to make you jealous so so where i live here uh, first <laughs> off i live five minutes away from the bell mansion that's so cool um, yeah, like <laughs> uh, i live two and a half hours away from eloise i live three hours away from indiana state sanatorium I live four hours away from Waverly. I live an hour and 45 minutes away from Randolph. So I'm like, I, I told Jade the last time we talked. You have like, a spare room yeah. by any chance. I actually do. Like, so uh, you can sleep in my son's room because he <laughs> lives with his mom. Oh, I was uh, going to say that's a spare room if you're kicking your son out. <laughs> no, 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 no. So he lives with his mom during the week. Um, so if you come on a weekend it might you might have to share it with an eight-year-old but uh, <laughs> he which he loves ghosts. by the way who's inviting spirit yeah. ghosts to be his friend <laughs> yes and he went on his first investigation back in june so he went to the bell mansion i love that and there's uh it's it's a, it's a good one but it's it's sad too because there's a there's a boy a little boy spirit there mm. And uh, he was actually playing with my son. Like, there's toys up in that room, and the cat balls were going on. It was, it was. He had a blast, and cool. he, he actually we're going back to the bell in November. Um, so, it should yeah. be should be a fun one. That's I cool. That. I love. Can we bring a kid along on an investigation? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna need to find one somewhere. They. Uh, there's a lot of places that that like post town that's that school um down in Middletown, Ohio. They they have kid, you know, kid tours and you can actually bring kids during your investigations. The Bell Mansion once a month has a junior paranormal investigation. You know, so crazy. I didn't know that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. That's good yeah. To do that. The future you know, generation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's so cool. Um yeah. So we were talking about so Ashmore's the only one on the east coast that you've been to or have you been to some others? Yeah, Ashmore is the only one that I've been to. What's your uh, your dream investigation? Oh, I'm um... There's so many places I want to go. Like I love jails and I love um, prisons, jails, <laughs> I love um, the sanatoriums, but l let me give you a weird one. Okay, so my dream weird location would either be 
um, a Abraham Lincoln site, like his either his home that he owned, <laughs> his home in Springfield, um, Illinois. I'd love to investigate there or like um, investigate his tomb or something like that. Something with him at the yeah. Ford Theater. Um, and then my other one would be, I want to do like a real legit civil war site. Um, I want to do an investigation at a civil war site. That would be a oh, good one. Like field and or building just that. I think that would be so cool because mm. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Gettysburg. Yeah, I know. I, I've almost done it. I was like, I'll just go out there by myself and I'll just like pay for it. And I'll just investigate the field <laughs> by myself because I just want to do it so bad. Uh, that's fine. I was just laughing at the presidential, uh, the Lincoln thing. Yeah, Mandy's just like really big into like collecting like presidential like things, like medals and stuff like that. So I was like, of course, I should have thought about that. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> no, that's that's a great answer because like Lincoln's body got stolen multiple times, like great robbers. Yeah, they they've moved him quite a bit. I mean, now thankfully he is he's safe. Where is he? Uh he's in Illinois in Springfield. Oh. I've been to his tomb. It's it's incredible. Um but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we would make contact. I don't know if they've reincarnated. I'm not too sure. But um how cool would it be to just be like <laughs> play a digital reporter and it's like I'm Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you know, like I would just lose my mind. So I just think yeah. it's funny. Our answers are very, very different. Yours was a little bit more like mature. Mine was like Playboy Mansion. <laughs> so stupid. See, and that's what, and that's, but you work off of each other with that. Like, that's the thing. And you play, it, it works perfectly for you too. Like, yeah. I would have, like, I would have, like, said, like, Lincoln or something like that. I would have never thought the Playboy Mansion. I would have. It's a good one though. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. To be fair, <laughs> she's just here. Um, but no, yeah. Um, I feel like the Playboy Mansion is on the way to Springfield, though. So I mean, yeah, we'll just hit them both up. Yeah. So, are you guys planning like a like uh, a road trip, kind of like? what project fear does to just yeah hit multiple locations in a row and then yeah so that's what we kind of done last month we done clay motel Ms. Pa, and the goldfield hotel um over three days and just three days straight investigating and that's a lot that's um a lot. it is a lot but we both you know work full-time jobs so we only really have the weekends um but that being said, um, we're definitely planning, like we've definitely talked about doing Scotland mm -hmm. and maybe maybe even like a England, Scotland, Ireland kind of thing um, in 2025. But we're really shooting for next year. But I think that we, we also have other places that we really do want to go in the US. Um, like um, you, I know that you have a lot of spots in Arizona. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm down for Arizona. Most places we're not fortunate like you where we, we have to travel <laughs> to get to these places. So tomorrow's investigation still in California, but it's a seven hour drive. So it's, yeah, we kind of just have to work with what we have. 
you know. You you know you could just stay at the the you know the haunted places, just sleep there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're staying we're staying at the haunted place tomorrow. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for when you guys like release wherever you're going. Because <laughs> like yeah. I I'm, I love your video. I like I got your YouTube pulled up. You're 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 almost a forty six thousand subscribers now you you've got 118 videos um yeah and and you can tell going from your older videos to your newer videos <laughs> like you have certainly matured as a paranormal investigator like i look back and and i've only been doing it for a little over a year now um i look back at my like stuff from last july and i'm just like can i delete this can I yeah. Bit? yeah. Yeah. One thing that I'm doing for uh, members right now is reviewing uh, my like first ever. Well, I've started with like my first ever investigation and I'm actually going back and filming my own reaction to these videos. And they are so, so cringy. But people are loving it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to keep making them because people actually are really enjoying this series. And yeah, it's just very cringy. And I'm shouting at myself like on these episodes, like, what are you doing? Like, er like the first episode, <laughs> no joke, the first episode, and it's still on YouTube, um, is me going to this haunted hotel. And I'm getting, like, I leave to investigate. And then come back and turn my camera on in the room. And I'm like, so I've just investigated the entire hotel and this is what's happened. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I didn't even bring my camera like around to like film the activity. I've just went there, experienced it, came back and told a story about it. Like nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's like, a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over a lot of these things where I'm like, wow, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that, you know, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from it. And I just saw that you po I you posted like a week or two ago that you were looking for an editor and now you got a, a new editor. Yeah, I'm still editing the episodes as well. Um, but I did just bring on an editor for the first time ever, which is very scary. <laughs> but at the same time, it's we've just been filming nonstop. So I mean, I'm totally backdated now and I'm just, there's not enough time in the day anymore. So I figure, you know, hire on an editor and he also edits other paranormal shows and things like that. So it, it was very important to me to find an editor who is familiar with paranormal investigations. That's why he doesn't miss any EVPs or anything like that. And he has like an ear for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like fingers crossed, this is the star of, you know, like an actual, I don't know, like an actual like team, like a behind the scenes team as well. And yeah. just, just growing and, and adding more people, hopefully in the long run. So you can quit your full-time jobs and just do this full-time. Yes. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. I don't know. <laughs> it would be nice, but, like, I also love that we get just, this is our vacation, you know? This is our, like, fun time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, work's work. And then this is, like, it's still, 
kind of consuming, but it's yeah, yeah. See, I would be worried, and this is just this is my thing. Like, I don't do this for for money. Like, I have fifty four subscribers on my on my YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I mean, I write for the magazine, and yeah, I get paid, but it's not like it's not life changing. Like, um, I can't even buy a tank of gas with it. But, um, you know, I'm not in it for the money, you know. And I'm afraid that, like, if I like somehow get a million subscribers and or whatnot, and like, I think my content would change. Yeah, like the money would drive the content instead of content drive, like, yeah. So that would be my fear. Yeah, I mean, it's all about passion. Like that's honestly what it comes down to. I mean, I've been doing this for over three years now. Well, made the channel for like I started the channel. Excuse me, three years ago. So from then to now, it's been such a slow. But gradual climb, I feel like right now we're kind of at this weird like tipping area because 46,000 subscribers, you know, nobody ever really sees that. It's rather you've got like 20,000 subscribers or like 100,000 subscribers. So it's going up in hundreds like every day, which is amazing. But at the same time, like we're still out of pocket on these, mm-hmm. you know, this yeah. is not like we're, this isn't paying like our rent or anything like that. Yeah. This is a 100% passion project mm-hmm. and who knows where it's going to go. I think a lot of people see that number and think that, you know, oh, they're making like, like big bucks from this and it's not even true, but fingers crossed hopefully <laughs> one day i mean i ain't complaining if yeah. that happens but again like i think if you can go at it for this long without you know with making pennies basically then i don't think that that is going to change even when money does start coming in yeah <laughs> i think if you no, have you- like overnight if you had went from like zero to mm-hmm. a million like i i think then for sure your objective would have changed completely. Yeah. But because it's been so gradual. Yeah. You're still going to be you, you know? So when you get that hundred thousand, you know, subscriber play button, are you guys going to have to fight over who gets? No, it is hers. It's going to go on the wall. <laughs> that was the only thing when Mandy joined ghost club. And I'm like, listen, I, I do share. I'm a good share. Like I'm a very like, I don't know I'm like everything like you need like I'm here for you but that play button girl is mine (laughs) you're gonna have a custody agreement like uh, every other weekend sign a card I'll I'll uh I'll just like stick it on top of the scanner and then you send it And then, hey, but, the, but the great thing is you guys are going to be on a cover of a magazine together so you don't even have to fight over that <laughs> that's you, that's true. we each get our own copy <laughs> no that is something that i'm definitely going to reach out to youtube though because i do think that we are going to hit that goal so it's it's all funny games like joking about it and stuff but obviously like if surely they'll give you like two maybe they don't i, I, I really don't only give one I, I just I want a paper copy. <laughs> well, I, Mandy comes over to my house all the time, so maybe when you stay here, I'll hang it up above the bed. That you yeah, my in. guest room. <laughs> you enjoy it. That's so bad. No, we'll figure something out. 
I, I I would think they would have some way to order a second one. And be like, here you go. Because I think I think I saw something on YouTube. Somebody's like, you have to go. Like they send you the email. Hey, you you qualify for the play button. And I know I will never get one. My my son's like, oh, you'll get one someday. And I'm like, it's not gonna happen, buddy. And it's okay. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm not. I I love going to these build old buildings, looking at the history, looking at these old buildings, communicating with the spirits, hearing their stories. That's why I do it. Yeah. Because I'm scared of death. You know, I was I was an EMT. I I saw death regularly, and I want to know what happens after I die. You know, that's mm -hmm. I think everybody wants that answer. Some of us are more brave trying to to find that answer yeah a thousand percent i mean it's an ongoing question you know and i'm very very positive like that i mean i'm not afraid of the afterlife at all like that used to be a huge fear of mine when i was younger was just dying in general kind of morbid but it, i mean yeah. now like i know it, it's really helped me when pets die or family members pass away or you know, and I feel like if I was ever given like terrible, terrible news and knew when I was going to go or something, I, I would be way more understanding and way more ready to pass on. So it's, it really, really helps just with like the mind, body and soul as well. Like doing this whole journey has really helped with that. I I find, so my grandmother died back in June and it, it, it was rough for me, but like, I guess I had somewhat of a comfort, I mm -hmm. guess, because I know that you just, you're not done when you die. Like, right. I, mm -hmm. so, I mean, there's a comfort there. Yeah. I, I have my own theories and like, that I've came to conclusion to like from investigating and the theory could change like in time. But I personally believe that when we do pass away, our soul splits up in many different pieces and some of it goes on. Like if you believe in the afterlife, like another part of you can go and like be regenerated into like another human and relive your life. Um, but then I think that a lot of us, like a little piece might go to your happy place where you remember growing up as a child where you spend a lot of time. Another piece may go to like the traumatic area, maybe something bad happened to you in this in this area. And I think that that's kind of like what these residual hauntings are. So there could be like one spirit in many different places at the same time but also that piece of spirit can also be with family members or you know it can really essentially go anywhere at once but the spirit i feel like isn't just one solid thing that's a short version that's a very good theory thanks i like that me. <laughs> i know i was like let's hear it <laughs> I mean, again, like I'm not no, like it's, it's just what I've kind of like, you know. I it's don't very yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Well, so I mean, again, I can't claim to know for sure, but just um, with my experiences with spirit and my own family members and all of that, that is true. A lot of religions also believe in this, but when you leave this earth, um, you know, you go 
you leave this earth, but pieces of your soul do kind of uh, disperse because at the end of the day, we're all energy. So pieces of our soul do stay behind in certain areas. Um, but so you're, you're very, you're very spot on with that. Yeah. Uh, pieces of our soul stay behind. So, um, but at the end of the day, uh, everybody has free will when they die. And so everyone has free will. So a lot of times, like if you encounter spirits at a location at a haunted building, um, they are there for whatever the reason may be, they are choosing to be there. Um, whether they're inadvertently choosing or they're still trying to figure out, um, they're still trying to accomplish something or still trying to, I know a lot of times you'll see like with um, traumatic deaths, people will kind of stay behind because they're still trying to process and understand what happened to them. Um, but at the end of the day, we all have free will and we can all cross over to the other side. Now the other side looks different for everybody though. I've, mm. I have learned that there's so many various levels of the other side. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I'm talking a lot, a lot of dimensions, a lot of just various levels to it. This earth is just, we're just here to learn our lessons and then go back up and uh, evolve. And so um, I've learned not to be afraid of death because of that, because I know I'm just here for a short period of time to learn my lessons, to serve my karma. And then I'm going to go back up with my people, you know, and be with everybody that I love on the other side. Um, so I just kind of have a different perspective of death. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a lot of times you will see the pieces of people left behind and that does create the residual hauntings mm -hmm. or um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a, then that's a pretty solid way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That is really deep. Yeah, we that's... get sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. That was like that's that's I'm that's very comforting though. Like yeah. you know, yeah, I just I didn't think I was gonna get that deep, but I, I appreciate <laughs> that. That's I'm still trying to take that all in. Like, oh, I know it's a lot. I always try to, you know, it's, I mean, death is scary. You know, if you think about it, yeah, it, it can be scary for sure. It's, it's death. But at the end of the day, it's also, uh, it's not death. I mean, you're, it's your physical death here in this planet. And, um, you know, I believe that we all come here with a soul contract. You know, that's part of why we're here is to evolve. So we all have soul contracts. We're all here for, we've, we've chosen our lives basically for the most part, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're going to leave here. Um, and so it's like, all right, well, if I die, then I finish my contract and I'm going back home and I can't freaking wait, you know, to, you know, to, to be back up where i truly belong um so i always think of earth as like the waiting period you know just the yeah. the trial period mm -hmm. your school so to say um and another thing this is a little bit off topic as well but with like one thing that i've been like very like whoa really blew my mind was when manana had dementia mm -hmm. and um that was insane because she was still alive but she was kind of half in and half out and she was she was back in Scotland whilst I was over here in California, and 
she for a couple of years was coming to me in my dreams and it would be this big bright white room and she would be so happy and showing me like look who I'm with like look I'm with my sister or look I'm with your granddad and she was always so happy and so she was just coming to me and being like oh look who I met on the other side today and she was just kind of like getting situated in this afterlife of hers and uh, it got so spooky to the point where she would come visit me and my mom would be talking to her in the hospital and she would be kind of like saying things and people didn't really know if, you know, it was just like the dementia. She's like, oh, I'm going to go visit Jade tonight. And then she would just burst into a song. And then in my dream, she's singing that song and she visited me that night. And it's just like those things, like I didn't ever know that she said that kind of thing. Anyway, there was just so many times like that. It just made me go she's traveling mm -hmm. to me and telling me these things how can that be if she's still alive so this whole new kind of thought process of dementia is just you know when they're half in and half mm -hmm. out is bizarre and um yeah the night she died is I was I just keep on dreaming that I was dying and it was the worst sleep that I ever got. And, I, and then when I opened my eyes and it was pitch dark in the room, there was just these little white orbs at the bottom of the bed twinkling. And I like nudged my fiance and he woke up and he saw them at the bottom of the bed. And then they just kind of like disappeared. And then after that, like I went back to sleep. My nana came to me, told me that she was doing okay. There was a problem with her lungs. I fall asleep fully. I wake up in the morning, I get that call. Apparently she had ammonia. And I never knew that she had ammonia, but that's how she passed away. It was in her lungs. And it's just, you know, right up to her like moment of passing, all of this was all fed to me from her. So just the afterlife in general, like I have so much reason to believe other than just investigations, but actual personal, you know, experiences that there is so so much more to the afterlife and i think it's way freaking cooler than this yeah <laughs> i think that we've kind of been dealt the the short end of the straw here on earth but yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna make the most of it you know you gotta have fun with it i mean yeah i that's why i do the paranormal like it i ha i genuinely have fun doing it yeah you know? and yeah. meeting people you know this it's a community yeah and and um manny i don't know if uh jade told you but i um so i'm writing an article actually i've already written the article mm -hmm. and it's gonna be in our november it's uh women breaking down gender roles in the paranormal mm -hmm. community Monday. so <laughs> I'm, I'm like... and and because you do see it like on the TV shows are like, um, you know, on the big YouTube. And I would consider you guys a big YouTube channel, like, but like you really don't see a lot of women. Mm -mm. You know, no. Project Fear's got Chelsea. Um, Ghost Hunters has got now my. Everybody has a supporting woman, mm -hmm. but nobody has a lead woman. Yes. That is a problem. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I like, so I went to interview a friend. Like, she's, you know, she runs a, a Facebook page. She's a paranormal manager for this uh, 
you know, paranormal location. And, you know, I'm interviewing her and I'm just sitting here like, I should write, I should totally change up the article and, and talk because she's talking about like, she struggles. And then she sees these guys that fake evidence and do stupid stuff, get, you know, a ton of views. And in, she's not worried about views, but like, why do those people get the attention? And then people like you guys or you ladies, um, you know, do stuff that's, you know, raw, genuine, and you're not getting that same attention. So I, you know, I decided to switch gears and, you know, I, I interviewed her, I interviewed another, uh, psychic, uh, she's out of Missouri. Her name's Cassie. Um, and then I interviewed an all female team, um, out of North Carolina, it's three sisters and their mom. And then, um, I interviewed the owner of the bell mansion, uh, Angie. So it's a female owned paranormal location, but you don't see a lot of diversity in the paranormal community. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. starting to see more, but it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel as, you know, a female that you're not getting enough credit for your work? Um, I personally don't feel that way. Um, I have always been one that will run with the boys and be like, well, I can do this just as much as you can. Mm-hmm. That's actually been like a big motivation for me even as a child you know just being a tomboy running with the boys and being like well I can do what you can do and you know I was brought up with like a very like strong like grandfather in my life who was just like you know she can do it all so I've you know it's it's exciting for me to to go through this and not really know how to do it trying to figure it out, you know, as a woman in the paranormal field. Like, if it's not really been done before, well, let's figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do agree with you, though. Like, I do think that there's much more men in the paranormal field, but that's not going to deter deter me. I don't, it's not going to deter you either. I know how you feel about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, so- oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I have a daughter as well. She's 18 months old. And I know that she is going to want to do what I do and and do paranormal investigations and stuff. And I want her to have strong female role models in the community that she can be like, they can do it. I can do it, too. And, And, you know, there's probably some girl you know little girl out there or a young woman that's like scared to do the paranormal because she sees all these guys do it and she's afraid that she's gonna fail but then you you guys are fairly successful in it you know so that's that's what i want to highlight the you know the positivity out there like hey these people are can do it just as well or actually even better than a lot of them, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you doing that because it's important. It's important to, um, to talk about this and, 
I mean, this has been, it's been like this for so long, right? I mean, it started, men basically started this field in a lot of ways in terms of like um, TV shows and ghost TV shows and all of that. Uh, and it made it really hard for women to to penetrate through that and to get through. And I think what I've noticed is, at least in my experience, for the majority, everyone's been great and nice. But I, I'm not going to lie, I have encountered quite a few men in the paranormal field who have been, you know, a little bit on the, like, well, I'm the lead. You know, they, they take on that patriarchal role. Um, and I, I've noticed a lot of times I've been kind of uh, silenced or pushed down mm -hmm. and it irritates me so much <laughs> because at the end of the day, we are just as capable, if not more capable as a man to do this and nothing against the, the men that are in the paranormal field. A lot of them are really great people. We've met so many of them and they're, they're wonderful. It just would be nice if we could also be right up there with them. Mm -hmm. You know, our stuff is just as good. Um, the evidence is just as good. And you know, I, I've been talking about this with Jade for a really long time. It's just that there's just not, there's, if there are female leads, you don't really know about them because they're on the smaller end of the smaller scale of things. Um, or if there's a female, she's led by a male. Um, and it's just, I, at some point that has to change. At some point we have to be able to let women take the lead um, or at least try to let us, you know, take the lead and let us step up. Uh, so I, I do appreciate you bringing light to the subject. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and the irony is not lost on me being a, a, you know, a white cisgendered male, you know, writing about <laughs> gender equality in the, in the paranormal community. But I feel like I have a duty and a responsibility as a journalist and as a member of the paranormal community to help pull up you know, these strong, I mean, you, not, that's the wrong phrase. Like, you don't need pulled up, but like the spotlight needs to be focused on you um, because it's not being focused because of certain people in the paranormal community. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I were to, you know, write an article or talk about it, it would be Stay like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, here we go. I mean, if I were to write an article, say, say I took your article and I put it out there, they're going to be like, Ugh. like, we don't need to hear from this girl, you know? But if, if you do it, people will be like, oh, this is interesting. And that's just how it is. You know, a lot of times people take men more seriously than women. Um, you know, uh, men can scream and get excited on their, you know, during their investigations and not have a single word said, but if we scream, it's like, Oh, calm down. Oh, you're too excited. <laughs> uh, and it's just, it's very frustrating. This, this, uh, what we have to deal with in comparison to some people, um, yeah. and some in the male gender. Um, it's very frustrating for it's sure. Frustrating. Yeah. Specific, you know, like YouTube, com YouTube comments specifically as well. I was just going to, I was just going to ask that you probably get quite a few nasty comments because, Oh, you're a female. Oh, type. yes. Lots of comments. Are, you know, I mean, majority of the comments are so overwhelmingly positive. 
and it's amazing. There are a lot of women who have come forward and just been like, yes, mm-hmm. more girl power, more females. This is awesome. And we love that. And then there's some other comments from, you know, some people that are like, you know, um, talking about our appearances in a nasty way or um, telling us to calm down and, you know, and telling us how we should do things. And it's just like, would you tell a man that? I don't know, you know, and, I, and I'm not one per, I'm not one to claim like feminism. And, you know, I, I don't openly talk about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But this is something that has just really come up trying to, especially joining Jade and trying to like break through that glass ceiling. It's just that, uh, just the differences between yeah. male teams and female teams. And I've, and I will say this as well. Like we're no Powerpuff girls or anything no. like that. Like I've tried to work with men in the past and have them join into ghost club. And I've always had this idea of ghost club being a team and it seems like a majority of these guys who I do bring in, um, there's always something, there's something just not quite sitting right. And it doesn't ever, I mean, like, I'm not talking about collaborations, like actual people like coming to join though. Um, yeah, it never really like works out the way I would like. And it always feels like, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it always feels like they try and take over. That's like one of the biggest things that I keep finding is, People are like, oh, thanks for all your hard work, Jade. Get off to the sides, kind of thing like that. And it's been really, really, really challenging. And I've never really worked with, other than collaborating with other females, I've never like properly been like, okay, like as a team member, like let's work together um, until Mandy. And like, lit- I was like, oh my gosh, like why have I not asked Mandy to join sooner than this? Like this makes so much sense and it just is so easy and so natural. And yeah, so, I mean, as I said, I was brought up a total tomboy. So I'm just like, the way that I look at all of this is just let's give them a run for their money and just be the best baddies we can be. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And you're doing a, you're doing an amazing job. Like you're, you're, some of the top creators in the paranormal community as far as it's in the YouTube realm of things. Like you don't see a lot. I mean, you see a lot of paranormal stuff on YouTube, but you guys are, you're in the top tier of, you know, based on subscribers, views, things like that. So you're, you're doing, you're, you're going in the right direction. And, and I'm hoping this article helps push you guys you know even further like you guys are going to be on the cover of a magazine like be like yay look at this you know we're you know there's going to be no males on the cover it's it's two (laughs) very strong females in the paranormal community that's you know that's what we want and i uh i was when you uh jade when you were out of the room before we started recording i told mandy i you know, just recently interviewed another all-female team out of Wisconsin. Um, they were actually all members of a different team and and kind of the same thing. They wanted to, you know, have their own control. And when they, mm-hmm. so they formed this team and their first, you know, their thing was, you know, everyone gets a vote, everyone gets an equal say in how things are done, you know, and, um, 
Mandy got a kick out of their name. Their name is the Wisconsin Apparition Tracking Society. That's a long name. <laughs> it, well, it stands for twats. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm so slow. Amazing. I'm so slow. <laughs> I just, I, I saw them like they're, they're just starting out just, you know, within the last year. And I, I saw them and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta interview these ladies because their, their stuff is just <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. And, and that name too, it just like, so good. I sent a message to my editor and I'm like, I want to interview this team. And he's like, do it. Like, so, um, and what's, you know, it's, what's great about this magazine is our editor in chief, Alicia, she's a, a black female. So like, that's, even more diversity which you don't see a lot of in the paranormal community as well so you know it's it's great that i you know work for her um and she's you know allowing me to to follow this project and and i guess your article obviously is going to be a cover article but it's going to turn into you know more women in the paranormal community that are just fight you know trying to break through the the all-male barrier that is the paranormal community yeah and i think that what i've noticed too with that is um because there are so many few women the women that are there it almost kind of feels like we're competing against each other to be seen and to be heard and it's like i i don't i don't like that you know at the end of the day we all have the same goal you know i mean it's just we just want to come out here. We want to investigate. We want to have fun and we want to be seen and heard in the same way that our male counterparts are. That's all, you know, we all, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if we're a female or a male, we're, we're all here to ghost hunt, you know? Um, and, you know, I hope that we can kind of start paving that way for other women and men too, to, to, to be like, yeah, you know what? I can do it. If they can do it. I can do it. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's always been a dream of mine. It's just like this and fire people yeah. like is insane. Exactly. The fact that we even hold that in our hands that like, that's a law. And that's like, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy when you put it like that, it is a law, but we do That's I mean, like, that's one thing that really does outweigh the, the negative comments and things yeah. like that. When you actually look at it in a, in a greater perspective and, see how many people that you know we've inspired to go out and do this and and all that is just like it's mind-blowing yeah yeah and you and here's the thing and it it shouldn't be man or woman you know you know we're all in the paranormal community but right now women are like we've said are kind of being held back or not as taken as seriously that needs to change and the playing field needs to be level for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's so many great female investigators, so many great ones, and mm-hmm. you just don't see them. Or, I mean, they're they're out there, but you don't see them and you don't hear them, and it sucks because they're getting really good evidence and they're really great investigators. And another thing as well, and this is like from a few female investigators that I know who are absolutely phenomenal. Like they have been, um, basically other people will say that they're like sleeping with the male investigators to get more subscribers or to get higher up, which is insane. Like as it's weird to me that that's 
where people's minds go to is that person is success or that female is successful in what they do mm, there must be something to it mm-hmm. oh that she's been hanging about with that other investigator youtuber for a while like stuff like yeah. that you know yep. it's very very weird and it's unnecessary for sure it's it is and it it's insulting and mm-hmm. it takes away from the work that they are doing like mandy you brought up like everyone you know the women in the field are competing with each other they're not supposed to be competing but there a lot of them are competing with each other and but here's the thing the women that are on the top they're collaborating with each other yeah that's that's the thing people on the top collaborate the people on the bottom they they fight for attention and i've seen you know personally women from different teams locally here in indiana you know, collaborate with each other and they get some of the greatest evidence and they're not like fighting each other for, you know, attention. And they're, 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 they're taking the community seriously. And, and that's a problem, not just women, but men in this community as well. They don't, there's a lot of drama. Yeah. A lot. And, and, Obviously, I write for a magazine, so I'm, you know, kind of in the drama sometimes because I'm writing about the drama or or whatnot. And I have um, I got drug into a drama with um, Paranormal Encounters with India and Connor. Um, She's India has been in a lot of lot of drama situations and i got a couple of emails you know about it and i approached them you know wanting a comment and and then i you know two of my friends now sky and cassie you know i was telling them you know that i was going to do this article about it and they're like no that's just more drama in the community so I, I reached back out to Connor and in India and I was like, listen, I, you know, I'm not going to do the story. I apologize. That's not, that's not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to write, you know, I want to, you know, help you guys out. So if you guys ever want an, you know, an article, you know, I can get you guys a cover on the magazine type situation, you know, just I'm here. And they're like, absolutely, just right now is not a good time. But like, I I feel like I, like I said, I've been in the drama. But I want to write about the positive things and let the drama die off. And the people that are starting the drama, I think, honestly, we need to start ignoring them. You know? Yeah. Nine. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, like <laughs> earlier. So it's like a cancer. They're like a cancer to the paranormal community. And we need to just like or a parasite. They're a parasite. And we just need to starve them off and they'll wither away. And it'll allow the more positive um groups and in investigators shine. That's what we need as a community and and that's why i have now decided i'm going to devote my time one one article a month um just writing about a team you know 
it doesn't matter if they have 46,000 subscribers or a hundred, you know, that's, you know, I, I want to take everybody, everybody's on the same level. Like that's like, you know, just cause you guys get, you know, a ton of views and you guys are semi fame. I would, I wouldn't say semi, I would say you guys are both famous in the paranormal community. Like your, your names are said quite a bit. So like, I, I, I would <laughs> start all this drama all of a sudden. No, <laughs> no, like I, like he doesn't know. What I, to do I, with you, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, no, like, but that team that I interviewed out of Wisconsin, you know, last week, I, you're, you guys are no more important than they are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, you know, cause I was talking to Lauren that she does their social medias and I had contacted them on Instagram and I was like, Hey, listen, you know, these are kind of the people like when I was explaining who I am, I was like, these are the people that I've interviewed or are in the process of interviewing, but I don't hold them any more important than you. Like your article is just as important as theirs. Like, so I think yeah. if we as a paranormal community start doing that, I think things will get better for everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel like for Ghost Club anyway, like, I've only I've collaborated with a lot of people, um, but I've also collaborated with people who don't even have YouTube channels. <laughs> like, I mean, again, at the end of the day, like, it's for fun. If you're not having fun, like, why do it, you know? I think I've told you that. I don't know if I've told you this before, Cody, but I did I used to have a friend when I very first started off with Ghost Club. Um, I had a friend who was in YouTube and they got obsessive with things. And the second you start to get obsessive with things, you just basically self-destruct. And I knew when I started the journey, like, that's not what I'm going to do ever. And I stuck to that. And I think that it's just, again, like, I totally agree with you. It's not about how many followers you have or anything like that. It's really not, like, it's about if you're a good freaking person, like, to be completely honest. And that is the hardest thing to find in the community. As I said, everybody's trying to top each other. And it's really difficult to find, like, actual genuine friends in the community who are there to support you and cheer you on and not talk behind your back or because there's let's be fair there's a lot of drama in the paranormal community like I feel like I'm at the point now where it's just like I don't even really want to talk about the drama and stuff like that because again as you said it's not it doesn't serve any purpose and you know once I learn to completely ignore it like my life got so much easier mm-hmm. and same thing happened to me like when I was going through some drama and um, one of my friends massive YouTube channel was about to leak all of this stuff onto like a drama a paranormal drama channel like his paranormal drama channel and I was like excuse me like mm-hmm. I thought we were friends like I really don't appreciate that if you want to go ahead and do that like I'm going to leave that in your ball court. 
But I mean, just know that I don't appreciate that. And he responded back like, okay, yeah, you're totally right. I'm not going to put it out. And that's the way that it should be handled. And I'm so glad that he didn't because that would have caused so much more just BS that, I mean, that stuff is like also, by the way, like very, very, it can really mess with a person's heads. Yeah. Like online bullying, all that kind of stuff. I know I'm going on a rampage. I've been, it's been a hard week. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, no, I totally get it. Like I, yeah. that's what, that that's what Sky and Cassie did to me. They're like, listen, if you write this article, we're gonna cut ties with you. Like, yeah. we don't want to be part of the drama. We we wanna we wanna push positivity and and it yeah. just it was like a wake up moment. Now here's the thing: I'll still write articles like like if a location's doing something bad or somebody's doing something bad yeah. and like a call out article like Ghost Hunts USA. Like you know mm. how they, how they closed down and you know, took those people's money. Like I'll, I'll write stuff like that, but like the interpersonal drama stuff that, that has, I mean, that has no place in the paranormal community has no place in the magazine, in my opinion. Right. Um, so I'm not even, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to touch that. You know, I want to, you know, highlight people. And that's why, yeah. again, I'm sitting here talking to you, you ladies, because you guys are positivity. You're, you're genuine. You're, I keep saying it genuine. You're raw. Like you're legit. Like you don't fake stuff for views. You don't even care about views. Like you're not even making money off of it. So, I mean, (laughs) so like, why, why would you fake it if you're not even making any money off of it? Like there is money being made off of it, but it literally goes straight into back into buying the location and stuff like that gas all this stuff but even but we still we are still out of our, pocket we're lot. still out of pocket <laughs> and we still put like half of our money into it so it is like you know it could be something or i guess i don't i don't know it could be something i'm grateful for monetization otherwise like we really wouldn't be able to put this many episodes out with without people watching that's a huge yeah. thing but yeah, it's at the end of the day, it might take us another couple of years before we can buy ourselves a. Or man, no, we are manifesting. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, we are manifesting. <laughs> You're manifesting. It, it's it's We're manifesting. you know positive thing. Like here's the thing: I didn't realize, or didn't I had no intention for to writing for a paranormal magazine. I had just decided so i had left ems so i went from paramedicine to to the paranormal you Mm -hmm. know so i was like you know what i'm gonna write a story about that and i wrote it and i sent it to a couple of magazines and paranormality said hey we love the story but it's only like 750 words can you can you flush it out to about 1500 words i was like yeah i could do that and they're like oh by the way do you want to come write for us so i'm like happens I never thought of myself as a writer, but like I then, you know, I I said, you know what, I'm going to start messaging people, getting interviews. That's the type of articles that I, you know, I want to do. And here I am. I like, I took a chance and sent Jade a message. I was like, Hey, I, I want to, you know, do a interview for the magazine. Do you want to, do you want to do it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> she was like really quick to respond and everything. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
What was that? I said desperate, some would say. No, no. I yes, me well, it desperate. Was, it was all, no, me. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, it I'm was desperate. Jeremy, like I lo I love it. I love talking. Like I could talk for days. Like I love getting yeah. to know other people's stories. You know, I it's actually kind of therapeutic after uh interview sometimes where you talk when you talk things out you feel so much better and when you talk about certain things I remember when you're talking about YouTube and how much it's grown and you know that was like I left like you know last time we talked about it um when you were like oh like congratulations on your YouTube channel it was like oh that's so sweet like I really do appreciate that because sometimes I forget like the hard work that we put into this is like you know there's something to show for it and it's really cool so no, I appreciate that as well. Like, I get excited when I get, like, 20 views on a video. I'm like, yes! Double digits! <laughs> you know? So, yeah. like... Well, I mean, I've, I've even had, like, fans reach out. I, I don't really like using the word fans, but, you know, these people that generally do watch Ghost Club 24-7. Every episode that goes out, they're, like, on it. And I love those people. But, yeah, I, like, get a message from them just asking, can we do a Zoom call meeting? Just can we just talk to you for a couple hours? And I'm like, sure. Like it's not even recorded for anything. Like I'll take that time and I will talk to people because I mean that's the that's one of my favorite things about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not editing the episodes for nothing, you know. I yeah. mean, it's I love to hear people's feedback. And I mean the last time like I interviewed you, we talked what for an hour after the interview got done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And we're almost at two hours on this one, too. So, yeah. So we it's just. Talkers. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you, you ladies want to share before we uh, end this interview? I mean, to be honest, by the time this interview comes out, who knows where we're going to be? Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the craziness of, of this all. It's such a roller coaster. And when we met each other i would never have thought that we were going to be sitting here yeah. doing interviews or being on cover of a magazine or <laughs> you know anything like that like it's really really cool who knows what the future holds i hope i'm still around <laughs> so, so i told mandy I, I told mandy i was like so i interviewed jade and then i sent the recording to my editor and like two hours three hours later he's like you're gonna have to hold the you're gonna have to hold the interview and i'm like why and he's like because we want to put her on the cover you know so i'm like oh okay yes i'm pretty sure and then i i sent you the email hey uh we're gonna i got some good news and bad news uh we're gonna have to hold your article and that's because you're getting the cover so you know i wish it wasn't so far out though yeah you know but it and takes you sent me that and then i instantly texted mandy and i said well i guess i'm just gonna have to add cover girl to my resume now <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that was really cool and i appreciate that and that means that means like a lot to me because you know yeah that just goes to show that some some people like me out there <laughs> i know that i know that people like me <laughs> but well, there I... is a lot of comments <laughs> on youtube of people who don't like me either so i mean it is a huge compliment when somebody wants you know 
you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you as well. Like, I mean, you guys oh, were I'm being stoked to be here. You guys are so <laughs> sweet, like reached out and said, you know what, Mandy is part of your team now because this is a recent thing. Um, it's going to be, I mean, like if this comes out in January, then Mandy's been a ghost club for a while. But I mean, like the past few months have just kind of been like falling into this, like trying to figure out as we're going along. Some things have been working, some things haven't. And, you know, I think the main thing is just like we are a team right now. So the fact that even like you guys called back and said, no, we want Mandy as well. Like, and that was just so cool. So, yeah, that was me. That wasn't that even was, the mag. That was a hundred percent me. I I was like, you know what? Now that she's getting the cover, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it proper. You know, because when I interviewed you the first time, it was like a day or two before Mandy's first episode was to be released. Right. So I was like, you know what? You know, people are gonna be like, well, why wasn't Mandy as part of right. the interview? So let's. <laughs> which and i told her too i said i am so freaking excited for you like i will always be happy for anything that she does and i was like you grace that cover and you do it big uh so i had no like expectation or anything but i am still grateful to be here yeah <laughs> i was looking forward to gloating points i was gonna next time you stay at my house i was gonna put a copy of it with just my face on it like next to your bed with a little mint on top <laughs> Make sure you read it. <laughs> but that's okay because now it's both of us. And I'm very, very thankful for me. But yeah, you guys, I, of course you you ladies have fans. Like I, like I said in the email, my friend Sky was jealous. She's like, I, I've followed her for forever. Uh, she's, she's... <laughs> So, so uh, I had uh, emailed Jade. I was like, my friend Sky, you know, was jealous I got to interview you. And and Jade messaged back, tell Sky, I said, hey. So, and I, and I screenshotted that to, to Sky. That's awesome. So, oh, shout out to Sky, what a yes. legend. There you go. Uh, I love it. Mandy, you get the, you get the final word. Um, My hope is that... We are booked so much for this upcoming year with investigations. And I'm hopeful that we will be doing public investigations as well. Um, and yeah, I just hope that Ghost Club is just thriving and doing big things. And, and I hope we're having fun. Yeah. We want a new like car as well. Yeah, like we a need a new Ghost Club car. <laughs> My car is fine, but it's kind of like a, a little bit of an, it's not cool enough. You Preferably know? a Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> we need like a Bronco or something like that to like hit the desert road with and manifest in that too. <laughs> we have a lot of big plans. Yeah. And big goals. So. And then Scotland in 2025. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It'll happen. It'll happen. So. It's going to happen. I, I, I have faith in you ladies. It's going to happen. You know, every goal that we've set ourselves, like we've hit, like yeah. we've hit every single goal. And I've, and even before Mandy joined Ghost Club, like I've hit every single goal I've set myself. That's, I think, the biggest key is to just be realistic about things. Very small, gradual steps um, is how you'll get the best results for sure. And you're you're getting them. You're absolutely yeah. getting them. Slowly but surely. 
Jade and Mandy, I appreciate your time. Thank and you. Thanks. I'm excited for I'm excited to see what 2024 brings to to you guys. It's gonna be a good year. Hopefully, lots of spooks. Ooh. I like it. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna end the recording.